Hey friend, have you ever wondered what you do with the hand-me-down credenza that your mom gave you, but you kind of have more of a 2024 vibe going on in your home than you do a 1960s vibe? Okay, if you're wondering that, if you wonder how you can marry old and new in your home style, you're going to want to stick around and listen to the question Linda asked, because we're diving in and we're going to know how you can marry old and new inside of your home. All right, enjoy today's show. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at figandfarm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. Okay. Linda came to me with a really very sweet question. She says, I want to honor my mom's gift to me. She's had this credenza in her home for a very long time and she's now giving it to me, but it's a little stuck in the eighties and I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, how do I marry old and new? Because my style is a little more new. Okay, Linda, I just want to start by saying I love how you started this question, that you really want to honor your mom's gift to you. And that is so incredibly sweet. Now, my question for you before I tell you three things that I think you could do, three ideas to think about or things you can, you can think about, as you are bringing in this old piece of furniture, I want to ask you, does this gift come with strings attached? Because sometimes gifts like this do. Even though your mom's intentions are very, very kind and very thoughtful, and she thinks you might love it or you might need the piece, but are the intentions that what she just gave you, that the piece needs to stay exactly as is? So... That's your first assignment, Linda, actually, is to find that out. And if you can't ask your mom directly, you probably have an idea. You probably do. Now, why do I mention this? I mention this because there are so many times when we end up with furniture that used to belong to grandpa, grandma, that have a familial attachment. And that attachment comes with assumptions like, Grandma and grandpa will be so mad if I change it. Or I can't change it because it is always how it's been. Or I don't think I can change it, so I'm just going to assume that I can't. And that, I think, is where the problem lies. Because if it is truly a gift, or sometimes it just happens to be that the giver is no longer with us and won't ever know how you are honoring their memory by keeping it, even though it's changed, sometimes we let the, the assumption sway all of the other things. We let the assumption dictate the decisions we make surrounding how we style it, how we use it in our home, how we even honor it. And when we don't care for a piece, but we have that assumption dictating the show, running the show, that can really lead to frustration. It can really lead to uh, stagnant home design. And I don't want to just say home design, but it can really lead to a, 
a place of feeling like you don't care for your home and you you might not ever be able to care for your home or love your home because it, you have this thing that is kind of holding you back. It is like a living, breathing handcuff because it once belonged to grandma. And that might sound dramatic, but it's probably sounding dramatic to you because you are not living with that piece. You might not have that as a true example in your own home. And if you don't, fantastic. But there have been so many people who I've run across who, who do, who keep artwork, books, candles, furniture, big pieces, little pieces, because it was, there was a familial attachment to it. And the assumption, the presumption is they can't do anything with it, but they've got to keep it. And that can really weigh you down kind of like a ton of bricks. It can weigh down your home's style. It can weigh down your home's design. And so if the gift giver is living, my question for you is in a way and an effort to honor the gift giver, you you want to keep that, right? It is a reminder of them, but if it doesn't fit your style, well, first of all, if you like it as is, fantastic. Don't You don't need to do anything with it. But the idea the idea here is that you might not, but you want to honor the person who gave it to you. And so how do you do that? How do you marry something that is so old and not your style and maybe even a little stinky too? <laughs> how do you keep it in a way that aligns with your design aesthetic while honoring the gift giver? That's what we're talking about today. Okay, so Linda, <laughs> after that whole speech, have you gone and asked, have you gone and asked, hey, mom, do you mind, like, I, I like this piece, it reminds me of my childhood, but I think I would love to change the color, the finish. What would mom say? Do we know this yet? That's your first assignment. And if she says, nope, it's got to stay exactly like it is, I want you then to ask yourself this very hard question, Linda. Can you say no to the gift? Because if that gift comes with strings attached, is it really a gift? And if that comes with strings attached that, oh, but you know what? That was your grandma's and it has to stay in the family. Does it? Or can you bless someone else with that gift? Bless someone else who will love it as is. But I think having that open conversation to say, mom, actually, this is not something I would like in my home. I think that's okay. I think that is okay. You can, there's ways to say that respectfully. There are absolutely ways to say it respectfully. And, or you could say, mom, I really would love to keep this piece because it was grandma's, but come on, mom, this is older than Methuselah. That's, that's the phrase I would have said to my mom. This is older than Methuselah. Actually, my mom would have said that to me. <laughs> can you have that conversation. I bet you can. Okay, we're moving past that. Here we go. Three things you can do if you have the blessing of the gift giver to change it, to modify it, and you want to. What are ways that you can do that? I want you to think about these three things. When you have a more current style, but you're bringing in an older piece, and it doesn't even have to be given to you. It can be found at a thrift store on the side of the road. It could be hanging out in your garage and you just find it one day three things to make it more current. One is to break up the set, the matchy matchy. Anytime you have a 
heavily matching set, it immediately dates the furniture piece and the room it's sitting in. So think about, for example, a bedroom set in a master bedroom. If we went to whatever home furniture store and we bought the whole set, we might get the headboard, we might get the hope chest, we might get the low dresser, we might get the tall boy, we might get the side tables. That's a lot of furniture in a matching design. That is how many pieces did I count? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six pieces. That is a lot of matchy. Breaking that up is the first way and the easiest way that you can make an old an old piece of furniture fit in a newer design. Break it up. And if that means you keep the the dresser in one area and with all new furniture but you get rid of the side tables, that would be okay. But keeping them together in in terms of a collection will immediately date the space of your home, whatever room you're in. Keep that in mind when you think about your living room furniture sets. Do you have a matching sofa with a matching love seat? That's that's okay, by the way. But then do you have the matching side tables and the matching coffee table and the matching mirror that goes over the mantle and, the, and it's all a set? And if you do, you can remediate that by removing part of the pieces, even if removing them means putting them in a different area of your home and allowing a little bit of personality to be infused when you break up the set, when you break up the matching. The second thing you can think about is contrast is a very good thing. When you're mixing old, what is contrasting with old is new. You know, that game when you play with your kiddos, this is something I did with my my kids when they were teeny tiny. I would say a word and they would come up with the opposite. This is the idea here. What is opposite of dark? light. If you have a very, very, very light home and it's maybe white walls and you have or white oak flooring and maybe a white oak table, what would look lovely with that? Something dark. Because you have such light, you can, you can pair it contrasting with dark. And maybe that dark credenza would actually look really stunning right next to what you have currently just in the very nature of the way that it contrasts with each other. So when I'm thinking about contrasting and I have maybe let's go into a dining room and we have, let's start with the matchy matchy set. We've got the really ornate kind of cherry wood or mahogany, that deep, dark kind of red undertoned wood dining set. And that dining set has the table and it has the chairs and it has the hutch and it has the sideboard. And we're going to call that good because that's a lot of dark. But when you start removing pieces, when you start, maybe you keep the dining room table, but you remove the chairs and you put the chairs maybe in your secondary kitchen. Let's say you have a eat-in kitchen and then you have a formal dining room. You take the dark chairs and you put it with a light table and you take the chairs from the light table and you put it in with the dark. You're going to get something completely different. The contrast is going to stand out in a way that allows your eyes to rest a little bit more meaningfully. Now that's not going to necessarily translate with every furniture set, right? I can't necessarily just assume that my ratty tatty old white chairs, because they are a contrast color to this dark 
deep mahogany wood table that's going to go with that table. (laughs) But could you get white upholstered chairs that kind of match the elegant state of the dining room tables? Yeah, you could. And that contrast is then in the color, though the timeline, the timeliness, the elevated look of the design still translates across the board. So it's the color that is contrasting, not the timeline of the furniture pieces. Contrasting is one of the key elements in creating homes that kind of go, they span, that have designs that span uh, decades. It's a way that you can marry your style with your husband's who might have a very masculine industrial style who maybe likes deer heads and you really like the glam and the feminine and the soft touches contrasting and the opposite opposite opposites attract is such a fun way to design a home to decorate a home and it can really play into your favor here linda because if you have you love a new style the piece that you have could be in its very nature just in its in its age could be a perfect contrast now i do want you to think about this third this third idea And I've already alluded to that. And that is, if it doesn't necessarily quite fit in, we know that the age is different and that age is going to contrast nicely. But sometimes you still have a, you know, the wood tones are different. The the undertones are different. It doesn't necessarily go, but it could go if you could change the color. If you could change maybe the stain, if you could paint it, if you could put a wallpaper backing in it, if you could do something different to make it a little bit more current. So that third thing is how can you modify it or can you modify it in a way that will make it a little bit more current, but will still honor the design and the the antiquity of it because of it's just the, the foundation of the way that it is structured but you can update it with the color or the modification you do to it. And so that's why I started with that question of, is your mom okay with you modifying it? And if she's not, then maybe you might need to have that very kind, polite conversation that says, no, thank you, mom. So Linda, three ways that you can bring in old and marry it with new. You can break up a set if it is any type of set. You can think about how lovely contrast is and deep contrast. Use contrast to your favor here. And three is can you modify it? Honoring the shape, the natural shape of it, just in the way that it's built, but maybe bringing it a little bit more current with a modification. Painting, staining, wallpapering, adding caning to it. There are so many ways, so many fun ways you can update an old piece. All right, friends, do you have a question that you want answered on the show, just like Linda did? You can email me at hello at figandfarmathome.com or send me a DM over on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. All right, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. 
there's always more room at the table. See you soon.